Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Pyramids Under the Ice. It was written by Josh Harwood and his friend Jason West. Josh is the Game Master, and this is Episode 3. Our recap will be given by John Byram as his character, uh, Dr. Angus Hawkins. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John? Thank you, Tom. After witnessing Dr. Court plummet from the deck of the Prophet, uh, the crew actually separated up a bit, which led myself and Leroy uh, finding out about the suicides of several crew members right about the same time. Additionally, we went down to the cargo hold of the ship and uh, found a box which contained a piece of flesh. And that flesh actually belonged to Patrick. Now, you might remember Patrick had the metal jaw, little skin covering it. It was said that this skin was to was able to regenerate and, and patch up any, anything he may have been missing. Well, the crew finally reassembled up in Dr. Court's room, the same Dr. Court who had just plummeted off the deck into the water, not to be seen again. And yet... They found the doctor's corpse basically lying in state beneath a sheet. The investigators dropped the temperature in his room to preserve the body, and all had just about had enough for the night. So we all decided to retire. Now, booming through the morning silence and interrupting all of our fine sleep, we're being summoned to the deck by the captain over the PA. And now, I guess it's time to get back to work. All right. Thanks. Uh, Josh. Uh, thank you. Thank you, John. That was good. Um, so, it's the morning. Uh, yeah, you are all being called. You probably just had, probably all got changed, had your breakfast. It's kind of up to you what you've done. But you're called to come up to the main deck, like all of the expedition crew. So right. would would anyone Ugh. like to do anything as they've got changed or whatever before we go up to the main deck? Mm. Not really. I'm cleaned in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just oh. go to the deck. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So you go to the main deck and... Everyone's kind of up there. So most, most of most of the crew look uh, half asleep. Well, <sighs> half asleep. Um, one thing that is odd is, as you've compared to yesterday, is as you've actually come up the stairs. There's actually security at the bottom of each, like set of stair, and that's unusual because yesterday you barely saw any security. And when you get to the main deck. There's actual crew working. All the crew are actually working on the ship, doing a bit of maintenance, having a look around. And the captain is stood in front of you guys as you come up and join the crowd. And the captain stood there. He looks sober. He looks like really awake. He looks happy. And he stood there with next to him Patrick Fawn. And then you've got... Uh, 
Worthington and the Carlisles stood there. And the captain just uh, speaks up and he goes, I, I do apologize for last night, everyone. I just want to make a formal apology that my drunken behavior may have led to worse consequences. However, we, from one of my crew, they did get hold of two other ships and uh, they reported that at the same time as our, as uh, Dr. Cot went overboard, all their ships went into blackout. Like, their ships just stopped. And they couldn't get hold of anyone. They couldn't get hold of the Coast Guard. Couldn't get hold of anyone, except from the ships in their vicinity. Well, not vicinity, but close enough. Ships that are in the proximity of the area. But um, what do you mean they, they had the blackout? Did they lose power? Yeah, they lost power to everything. The ship just stopped. Power went out everywhere. In, including communication. Yeah, communication, the only, but they could get hold of us and the other ship that was affected. They didn't have any security matters on board their ships, did they? Uh, no, uh, they just, um, one's a cargo ship and one's a passenger ship. No security on board, just a crew. Did anyone go overboard? Uh, from what they have told us this morning, they are obviously all back on uh, track and moving and got all communications. But what they've told us is, no, nothing like that. They haven't lost any crew. Everyone is accounted for. And they just uh, thought it was weird. But it all happened. Um, yeah. But I just do, I've got to, I'm, I'm just sorry, but we could have maybe, maybe not have saved Dr. Cobb, but we could have at least recovered his body if I had not been so drunk. I do apologize. Well, we have his body. The, the captain just looks really shocked by that. Somebody, somebody must have recovered the body. He kind of just stops and Patrick takes over. He's like, what do you mean you all, you found the bodies here? I mean, what do yes, you mean? It's, it's in his room. Covered but in he, heat. But he went overboard as far as I'm aware. Oh, we can't explain it. Like I say, somebody must have recovered the body. We did bring the ship around. Yeah, I know that. Why didn't you tell one of us when you found the body what the rest of the expedition? Why didn't you tell? Tell who? Mr. Worthington was aware of it. You were asleep, drunk. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, Fawn was, and this is Patrick Fawn speaking now, by the way. Just Bob. Well, we went to, to your quarters, but you did not seem to care one way or the other. So, we chose to discuss it amongst ourselves. Well, at the time of, obviously at the time of Dr. Cord going overboard, we, I was a bit stressed over the fact we had already lost two crew members by suicide down in the de bottom decks. But, you know, a lot happened last night. When do we arrive in the uh... And uh, on the coast of Antarctica, we have about. Uh, well, originally it was a bit longer, but they had said 
It's got we got a bit closer for some reason, and uh, even though we turned around, we somehow got closer. Uh, Captain, do you want to take over? Uh, yeah, we we'll be there within about three. We'll be there within about three days, which is unusual because last night it, we, as far as we were aware, it would take us about six days to get there. But our journey's That's been what I half. thought I remembered. But our journey's been cut in half. I cannot explain it, and I don't think I'd be able to anyway, considering my state last night. So uh, I'm going to go back up to the bridge now, and I'll leave it to uh, the Carlisles to really discuss what they wanted to discuss this morning. So he kind of just walks off back up the stairs, up to up to the bridge, and um, yeah, for Patrick Fawn kind of just goes over to his. Uh, three other Pira employees and stands there. Worthington's kind of just sat on a chair. He's kind of brought a chair and he sat there because he, yeah, and he's like touching his head. He looks a bit worse for wear. And the Carlisles speak, well, Robert Carlisle speaks and he just goes, right, so I don't want to alarm anyone on the crew. I do apologize. It is a sad shame that we have lost Dr. Court. It's a shame that we lost the crew. But we can't give up. We have to keep moving on. This expedition, as much as I would love to just turn around and give up, but he then kind of just almost looks like he's about to cry because of... And uh, his uh, wife, Olivia, just pipes up and just goes, uh, uh, that, that, that's it, everyone. Just everyone go back to their quarters. Uh, uh, the, each, each of you will be, a slip of paper will go under your uh, doors later or, or not because someone will give it to you. And uh, that will just give you instructions of what to do over the next three days or at least what to prepare over the next three days. Uh, so everyone enjoy the next three days of this journey. Any questions, actually? No. Yeah, I've got a question. Yes. Last night, when we needed them most, we had no security anywhere around. And yet today, when we're just coming up to have a chat, it, it seems like we're uh, trying to break through bank vaults just to get up here. So what changed in five hours or six hours that we were asleep? Well, we well, we all decided as a as the leadership team that we needed to make sure the security were on point now after the incidents of last night because we it may have been it may not have happened if we had more security and the security weren't all just in the same place on their deck. So we have specifically told uh, Mr. Hunt who is the head of security, but he needs to make sure there are security of, in a place where they can always keep an eye on everyone every hour of every day of the rest of this expedition. It, it, I, I have never done any sort of security work, but to me it just seems intuitive that that's what they would have been doing from the beginning. Yeah, well... I, so that was up to the uh, head of security, to be honest. But we just told him he had to make sure everything was secure. And then obviously, last night, it clearly wasn't secure. 
Well, I think I've heard enough. I just turn around and start walking out. Okay. I reach yeah. out after seeing. Everyone, everyone kind of does anyway, like all of the other expedition crew. The Carlisles, Worthington, and the Pira Industries employees kind of all gather and start having a chat on the main deck anyway. But the rest of the expedition crew kind of just start going back to their quarters. So, Dr. Hawkins, where is Dr. Curtis? Is Indiana Jones off on some adventure this morning? Uh, the only adventure he's doing is in the bathroom. I heard him in uh, there getting sick all morning. I think he had probably more than one too many last night. But, uh, yeah, he is in no, no shape. He was in no shape to climb the stairs just to get to the deck. It was, it was probably the Lutefisk. <laughs> the combination no, if he had eaten that, he would feel better. And now it's all gone. Think whatever you want, Jorgen. Gentlemen, if you don't mind, we can gather together. Uh, in one I, of our I was going to ask. I, I, something's not right. I honestly feel like the security was there to keep us from killing the, uh, the command crew that seemed to have abandoned us last night. They were uh, about to have a mutiny on their hands if they did it. I'm not so sure that they're still not about to have such a thing, but. They seem to be pulling themselves together, so I imagine we just need to bide our time for the next three days. But I'll do what tests I can on the body and see if I can identify any bacteria or virus that is uh, affecting people to suicides. And uh, and uh, for all we know, it seems like a hallucination, yes? Dr. Cart thought that he could see something. Well, like... I, I, uh, when we retired yesterday, last night, this morning, I uh, got ready for bed and lay down for about five minutes, and then I knew I couldn't sleep until I examined the specimens for a bit, so I am quite tired, but uh, everything uh, appeared normal except the, uh, the soil, the mud, does not make sense to me for New Zealand, for where we left from. It seems to come from an environment which is, uh, well, more wet, uh, although we left from the coast. But if you were more inland in New Zealand, this, the soil does not seem uh, the same kind. It's from somewhere else. Really? Which makes him having it on his shoes even more peculiar to me. Well, well, yes, where did he get it on board a ship such as this? Indeed. Well, he didn't get it from the cargo hold. Me and Leroy walked all over it, checking it out. There was none. There's no equipment down there with mud on it. There's no mud on the ground. Uh, we, I mean, we specifically looked for it, and uh, we found nothing. It's is also it interesting that, I'm sorry, please, David. Oh, is it just mud, just dirt, or is there like a like mossy biomass? Is there vegetation slush in it, or just dirt? It seemed to be just uh, regular if he was in a muddy place and stepped in the mud. You're That's getting, all you, it was. And you are a biologist. Have you looked to see if there's any organic material, perhaps uh, bacteria that is not native to the area, or 
something that you would expect to see perhaps in a tropical climate and not mm. in a cold climate. Que question for the keeper. I'll just say, nothing peculiar. So it, it definitely, see everything seems n normal, basically. Okay. Um, it is significant that the other two ships in the area seem to have a power blackout. We did not experience such a thing, no? We did not, yeah. Jorgen was able to take over the boat and start driving, so. Like a magnetic pulse. Clearly, that is what saved us. <laughs> I'm almost wondering if, if uh, they're saying that these ships had blackouts just to cover his rear. Because what he, being drunk on duty, was certainly not professional, leaving a, a, someone we might have had a, a slim chance, but still slim nonetheless, of maybe rescuing Dr. Cord. Well, I think that we should definitely make note of it and uh, follow up later when we have actual access to the outside world. Uh, uh, can, I, can I just ask, uh, what, whose room did you, I'm assuming you're in a room now, whose room are you in? Let's say Jorgen. I just picked a Dr. Z's, but, oh, um, all right, we are in Jorgen's room. With the loot fish. <laughs> no, he yeah. can't find Well, with the lag of loot fish, thanks to Sandoritzek. Yeah, well, I must say, I saw a great deal of activity from the fish in the water off the back deck this morning, and uh, really? I think they were eating. So I think perhaps some son of a bitch, Dritzek, might have uh, fed them with some loot fisk. Dr. Z, you look uh, suspiciously confused as if you are faking it i <laughs> i don't know what you are accusing me of i will not touch your <laughs> fist for fear of getting it on my very delicate hands uh, uh well it uh, is all gone now we there is suddenly a knock on jorgen's door by the way come in uh, so yeah, they, they they come in and it's it's a woman and to to Angus it's Doctor Kimley. Well, I've said Doctor Lee. Oh. <laughs> uh, and she just goes. Well, um, does she have a piece of paper? Yeah, yeah. She she has a she has a bit of paper, but she's like, but that seems to just be by her side. She's kind of she seems to want to talk to you, Johansson, because she kind of just walks over to you straight away. And you want us to leave. Well, um, yeah, what uh, what can I do for you, Dr. Kim? Well, you're you're a you're a biologist as well, right? Yeah. Did I hold on? Let me just make. Oh, give me a second. <laughs> I also uh, actually have quite a bit of training in chemistry and biotechnology. Uh, I think I might have made a mistake there. Give me a second. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Um, so she just goes. Um, so I heard there was 
mud in the mud on uh, where Dr. Court fell off. That is correct. My big shoe prints. Uh, well, I know, I know I'm I know I'm just like a geologist, but I thought I could take a look at the uh, mud as well if you have any samples of it. Ah, perhaps you will know the geology. Because I'm kind of intrigued. I do indeed, and I will take out the sample. I will take out the sample jar, and and uh, I only had to use a little for when I was studying it. Says to the GM, so I will hand it to her. Okay. Uh, she also just goes. Um, I hope so you can I, find something more than I did. Well, I doubt I'll. Well, you're the biologist here. I doubt I will. If you if you found nothing, I doubt I'll find anything. But I might as well give it a go. And she just goes. Uh, I've got the letter for you guys, but it it kind of just uh, says make sure you get all your gear ready. Uh, make sure you got all your clothes. Make sure you're just prepared basically over the next three days. So basically it's a note from mom when we were 12. Yeah, it's pretty much for leadership wanting to make sure that we're ready. Do we I think we're, we're all professionals, right? Do we have lockers assigned to us with... Uh, well, except for the crew. Uh, pardon, David? Oh, do we have... Uh, uh, lockers for actual mission-issued um, gear, equipment, and clothing, or do we just use what we've brought along with us? Uh, you've got what you brought along with you, but in the uh, storage area on ship and in the cargo hold, there's a lot more of like equipment for certain jobs and stuff. So I don't really say that you you can gather it all together, but there are like stuff that's labeled by like flasks and uh and equipment for certain got it jobs and stuff so uh yeah so dr lee kind of walks off but she kind of she kind of looks at hawkins and as she leaves she almost stops and looks at hawkins but she continues to go along and she then just says bye to everyone and just walks off So this makes me think about uh, my friend Chen, who I am beginning to question my friendship with him, Mr. Terminator. Uh, who knows the most about his crazy regrowing skin? Sorry for my disheveled appearance. Well, well now... Uh... I probably know a lot about it, don't I? I mean, it's biomedical. I'm a doctor. Yeah, yeah, you would know. You'd know a bit about it. You, you, you would know that you'd probably have worked with a lot of career industries tech in the past few years. So, yeah, you'd know about the capabilities of with the skin it's, and stuff. Yes, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the more modern uh, developments in plastic surgery technique. Uh, the... Uh, reconstitution skin that uh, uh, is usually stretched over a foundation or artificial foundation. Uh, if his jaw was injured at one time, then uh, it is designed to act as a graft. Anything else, GM, that I <laughs> should be? Um, 
<laughs> no, I don't. Oh, I think the stuff that Patrick Fawn has, I they're kind of specific to his equipment is specific to Pira Industries that they probably haven't shared yet. It's, so. it's cutting edge, yes. Yeah. Well, I may yeah, have you, said the wrong name. Yeah, yeah your, but, your, uh, your friend Johansson is uh, Chen Wu, who's the doctor of psychology. Chen Wu. Uh, and Dr. Thorne is the one with the crazy skin. Yeah, Patrick Thorne's the uh, uh, technically head honcho, but... He is the money man. Yes. So, um, would any of you like to discuss anything else or do anything else? I would just like to uh, reiterate, I think we need to pare down the number of people we actually trust and confide in. Probably uh, two of the people in this room. I have not really had much contact with the other expedition members. and uh, I think we are the ones who seem to be encountering most of the bizarre events. So I think I would like to keep uh, keep what we know and, and uh, who we trust to a very few people. Yeah, I don't know many of the crew myself. I just know two in security and basically Doug insecurity. I just went through basic with him and that was quite a while ago, over a decade ago. And, uh, and Kane who was in the operations, but uh, again, that was several years ago. So we haven't kept in touch, not really sure what's going on with them. And I know nobody now, uh, Dr. Court was my friend and colleague. He recommended me for this job. And now the only person that I more or less completely trust is David Palmer. Because I don't know. He's one of those people who makes you feel like you can trust him. Well, and also, uh, Mr. Palmer, as far as I can tell, you were the only security person who was not just palling around in the security room, not doing their job. Yeah. When bad things were happening, they, as far as I can tell, were just sitting around drinking beers in the security room while you were the only one sort of on the outs with them, uh, by all appearances, doing your job. It threw me for a loop. The security details I did before uh, was usually much more in a team. This is the first time I've just been selected to be embedded with a group as the sole security. So, and in this case, just for you, Dr. Z, so uh, more almost like a bodyguard for some reason. I'm still a little unsure as to why you would need a bodyguard. I, mean, I, I do not know either. It seems to be something that was set up by Dr. Court. So yeah. Dr. Court seemed to feel, he must have felt there was something wrong here. Yeah. And perhaps well, he Dr. Court, Dr. Court, who seems to have experienced some sort of bizarre spatial anomaly and now also has done so again and is dead or twice dead or something. I mean, is there a Dr. Court body floating around in the ocean 
as well as rotting in his room. You know, there's something, something else. The body is quite deteriorated, and we are somehow three days closer to Antarctica than we were before. And the other ships had a blackout of some sort. Now, I am not a big fan of science fiction, but in a science fiction movie, all of this would make sense somehow. Well, I bet the captain well, trying to cover his rear again probably just put the ship full steam ahead to gain time because we did loop around, which probably stalled us for a little bit. Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. But, oh. Yeah, but that does not, I mean, that does not in any way help to explain how Dr. Court's body magically appeared on the ship and is now, I mean, it takes a long time for a human body to begin to actually liquefy. It becomes rather disgusting, but actual, like, Turning into soup does not happen for sometimes up to a month, depending on the temperature and well, environmental conditions. What happened if when Dr. Court fell over, there might have been some sort of heavy concentration for whatever reason of acid of some sort in the ocean? Might have it Or lie from somebody's loot fisk being thrown away. <laughs> 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 or perhaps that's what the fish were eating. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps he was attacked well, by saltwater Arctic piranha. piranha. But his okay. I think I will go with teleporting time travel more than that before I will go there. <laughs> but his, his body clearly looks decayed from time, not from any sort of chemical acidic type reaction, right? Correct. Yes, right. And there's no indication that. that he was being eaten. But we also did have some indication that he was in two places at once. Maybe he did have a twin that we were not aware of. Yeah, there is the hotel and on board what, this ship? Is that what it was? I'm a little confused about yeah. when that, was that on the first expedition? Uh, yeah. I am told he was in a hotel well, was, and also... Well, it was, it was, while he, because he stayed with the ship, well, as far as they're aware, um, everyone saw him on the ship waiting for the actual expedition to come and join the ship, but people saw him at the hotel as well. At the same time. Yeah. So for this, this particular expedition we are on now. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about it, I also want to say, is, uh, if, I, if I recall collect correctly, the two crewmen who hung themselves were two of the three remaining helicopter pilots. Yeah. And they, the only now one surviving one is the captain of this ship. Is that yeah. correct? A few of the other crew members can fly, but they fly the helicopters, but um, they, those were the three who flew the surveyor group back and forth. So again, we have something anomalous and in this case really bad happening to only people who fit into a very specific category. Only the ones who flew the helicopters have been killing themselves. We need to do a culture on all of these, all of the people, and see if there's any 
any uh, commonality between them. A virus, perhaps. Well, I did, in fact, I did, in fact, collect some samples from the crew members who hung themselves. So we have that to look at. Actually, GM, did I look at them as well, or did I pass out before I could get that far? I, I would say you'd passed out before you did them, too. I would say probably first. Well, okay. then I was pretty tired. You have some work to do today. I'm going to return yeah. to my, my room and see if, uh, if my little mysterious slip of paper shows up. Yeah, I'm uh, leaving this room. Ah, uh, well. And, uh, it will just tell you to make sure to take a shower and clean your room. <laughs> uh, so what is everyone else doing? Excuse me, Dr. Hawkins, I didn't... Dr. Hawkins, if you wouldn't mind joining me for a few moments in my my cabin. Sure. I'm going to uh, go back to my room and see if the paper's there. Well, you're, you're in your room because uh, we're in your hands. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, was there a specific piece of paper for me, too? or? Uh, no, it seemed to just be for a room, and it was just a piece of paper that uh, the woman brought. Oh, just that, for a room? Okay. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Palmer, you can, I mean, uh, David, you can join us if you want. Um, uh, okay, so we've moved over to my room. Uh, uh, before you move on to your room, I'll just say, as you're heading to your room, you actually get stopped by uh, Ricardo and Esteban, who are the engineers. Oh. Uh, they're the engineers for the expedition. Mr. Ricardo, Mr. Esteban, what can we do for you? Uh, when you see him, Esteban looks like he's, he looks very scared almost. So uh, Ricardo speaks and he's just like, oh, we didn't want to bring it up uh, but uh, in that meeting, but we knew that you were all uh, having uh, your own little investigation of the group, of the uh, incidents of last night. And we, we, uh, it sounds crazy, but we swear we saw three unusual things. We saw a shadow of some giant creature underneath the ship. But then we also saw, at the time that everyone was saying they saw Dr. Court go overboard, we were talking to him. You were and then it yeah, we were talking to him. And then the other thing is, when we turned around to uh, go to the commotion, we looked back to bring Dr. Cord with us, and he had vanished. And that was very peculiar to us. Very where, peculiar. Where were you guys at when you were talking to him? We were just, uh, we were in our room. Oh, in your he room. was with us in our room. Well, why was Dr. Cord with you in your room? Well, he wanted to talk to us about uh, some engineering work that will needed to be done at the uh, when we get to the base. And he was just going through what needs to be done, and he was laying out the map for us. And we were just talking about the logistics of that kind of stuff. And he was he was very helpful. And 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 how do you know it was at the same time? Well, we were talking to him when the alarm went off. That uh, someone pressed when someone went overboard, the alarm that went oh. all of it. And oh. he... mm. 
another analogous trilocation. So uh, we are a little bit spooked, which is why Esteban is a little bit quiet here, because he doesn't know what to believe anymore. Neither do I, frankly. But I just thought we'd let you know. But uh, I'm just going to take uh, I'm going to take my brother and uh, get him a, get him a drink. Oh, one then... one last thing before you go. The the shadow of the creature you saw. What was the time frame of that? Did you see that? I don't know. It's during the commotion of everything. What? It was definitely. It was definitely after when Doctor Court apparently supposedly fell off. What, I think, what? What is it you think you saw? A whale? A shark? How big? I haven't. It was like three times the size of the ship. We could see the shadow. We were looking down because we were trying to. Because obviously people were saying Doctor Court had gone over, so we were looking, and. We asked, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Rose. Uh, she's one of the Pira, and because she was looking down as well, but she said she didn't see anything. Three times the size of the ship. That's that's bigger than any known whale. Yes, that's. It's larger than any animal ever on the face of the planet. Yeah. We could, to be honest, we could have just been seeing things, but on it, but oh my god. It was. It was almost like it was. It was there, and it was about to just. And almost, both like, of oh, you both was in. Hmm. Well, go get your friend Esteban a drink. Thank he's, you he's, for he's my brother, my friend. Ah, uh, your your brother. Cool. Yes. And uh, and thank you for telling us. Yes, I didn't want to tell that Patrick Fawn because, to be honest, I don't trust him. Hmm. So they just walk off. They go to, they go to where you guys go to eat. But the bars in there as well. So they've probably just gone to sit at the bars. So. I'm not sure I believe them. I think I do. Just a little bit. But it was a moonless night, and it was three o'clock in the morning. How could they see a shadow under the ship? Magic, but Rose did not. Yeah. No, so the reason I wanted to talk to you is I, 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 I do not mean to pry into personal or, or things, but I'm trying to get a, 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 an understanding of everything that is going on on board the ship. And you want to know about Kim? Yes, it would seem that you and Kim and and uh, Dr. Curtis and uh, the, the Jacob, Carl. Carl. whatever his name is, um, there seems to be some tension there between you, and I want to understand it better. Let's get to your room, and because yeah, I really say you through all this you, in your hallway. Yeah. I say you're in the room now, but I would say you're in the room. <laughs> And I shall pull out some ouzo. There you go. <laughs> because nothing starts the day off better than a fine shot of ouzo. Well, it is an aperitif. It is before you eat, so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It'll also go good in my coffee. So, uh, to clarify one thing real quick, uh, Leroy and I are friends. I think that's as obvious. Oh. Uh, and I don't want to give 
go too far into his business, but uh, as you know, Patrick's wife was soon to be Leroy's wife, just a mere, you know, six months to a year ago. Ah, okay. Now this makes sense. Yeah. So without going too far into that, then that's kind of where that's going. So you can see why he would be so wound up on that. <clears throat> so that was, you know, that, that answers your question. Yes, I think that does answer my question. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That should answer it all. And now my, my desire for drama wants to know, why did she leave him? Do you have any idea? Oh, I have no idea. I, I really have no idea. I, I have no idea why she would leave this handsome Indiana Jones to marry a prickish asshole with a metal face. Who has a lot of money. <laughs> I tell you, you and Leroy should go bowling. That's, uh, you guys got a lot in common. Well, uh, you say... The, the voice from the sky said she has a lot of money, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick has a lot of money. There it is again. I think somebody is listening to us up there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if she is that uh, shallow, then uh, he has good riddance to her. Uh, she's quite the looker, though. I mean, it's kind of a loss if you're into the whole visual part. Well, the truth is, is if you have the money, you can get any beautiful woman you want. That is a fact. Except the smart ones. Yeah. Yeah. Found that out. All right. Well, that is none of my business other than that. But thank you. I need to know that there's some sort of tension going on there. Yeah, plenty. It's, it's uh, yep, that's his, that's his tension. What uh, what do we do now? I suppose we just wait. The two yeah. brothers, the two brothers, friend uh, Ricardo and Estevan, when we were coming in, when he something struck me odd there is that the other crew member, Rose, she didn't see that shadow. She didn't see that creature. And if Estevan and Ricardo were both on that. Uh, on that original uh, uh, expedition, hmm. they would see it. Well, what if they were exposed to something on that expedition and if maybe Rose was not on that expedition? Well, Dr. Johansson and I will be doing some tests to determine if there's any physiological reason uh, a virus. I, I keep suspecting a virus. There are viruses that affect the mind there are poisons and toxins that affect the mind. But uh, your friend uh, Curtis seems to have found his own toxins. And he's paying the price. Yeah, Curtis, Leroy is actually expelling many toxins. And I don't even want to go back in the room. For a couple of <laughs> you could probably hear him, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you are welcome to stay here for now. I appreciate it. Perhaps we shall play a little cards. Do you like to play cards? Sure, sure. Actually, um, actually, I need to go see someone. Take a little trip. Enjoy your day. Come back if you need something. I will. I absolutely will. 
I'm gonna okay. edit, and thank you for the thank you for the drink. And I, before I before I leave, would you mind if I top top off? No, go ahead. Excellent, excellent. I top off my coffee. With Just the, remember that Jules always a pretty strong. Oh, it's fine. It's a it's a fine beverage, but where I'm going. It'll work out just fine. That's so, great. David, it's just you and me to play cards. Great. Gin rummy. Gin rummy, that works. Yes. Okay. The goldfish. Hmm. Um, so, Johansson and Napier, what are you two doing in your room right now? Guys, are you muted. are muted. Oh. Uh, I'm just sitting there <laughs> thinking about uh, just all the weird events that happened last night. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know if anyone else uh, had plans to do this, but I was thinking perhaps we could go speak to the captain since at the moment he is the only surviving helicopter pilot from the first expedition. And uh, I would like to see if he has anything he is wanting to not say that we can get him to say anyway. And you have to remember, Gorgon, he's also sober at this point. That is very true. We might have a rare opportunity. Let's go take a let's go see that captain and see what he has to say. Okay. Yeah, I would Very say well. I would say you, you guys go up. Um what you what you do, as you uh go through the halls you do see um you see a few of your other crew members. You see uh Benny and Dwayne who are the trackers. Uh who uh Napier kinda <laughs> And uh, they're, they're there, they're, they're kind of just having a chat together. You also see um, Kara and Samantha Green, who are two Pira Industries members. They're kind of just having a chat. And uh, yeah, you, you just go up, you see the Carlisles of Worthington and Patrick still having a chat on the main deck. And you just go to the captain, he's there, like whistling along. It's like, uh, excuse me, Captain. Uh, yeah, what brings you here? Well, I had a, uh, I was just hoping to speak to you a little about the initial expedition. Uh, it occurs to me, to be blunt, that you are the only helicopter pilot who has uh, not yet committed suicide. I'm the uh, only one from that survey mission still alive, as far as I'm aware. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, speaking as a biologist, I am just wondering if perhaps uh, you gentlemen or you people contracted some sort of illness that has affected your uh, perceptions and uh, was wondering if perhaps, perhaps you would allow me to draw uh, some samples, uh, blood, etc., to yeah. examine and see if perhaps you uh, may be ill in some way. Yeah, go go ahead. You can you can take any samples you want. I'm not too bothered. If that gets if that helps you get to the bottom of what happened to the surveyor crew who and my two dead crewmates who died last night, and obviously Doctor Court as well. So then, yeah. Probably, so. 
Is he is he piloting right now, or on, uh, we're on the bridge, yeah, or is yeah, he somewhere yeah, else? He, he All is. Right. He's on the bridge, but there is a. He well, has, if you can just tell me when you would be. Sorry, GM. He's got a crew mate, mate with him, so he's just like, oh, just take over. We can do it now if you want, and then I'll just come back up and take back over. All right. Well, then, uh, uh, Jacob, uh, do you want to come with? I'll come with. I have a question for the captain. Um, was there anything that you guys were in contact that the other crew members weren't when you're on the first expedition, all three of you guys? No, it's so, well, as far as I'm aware, there was like uh, one of the people who was already there, they found something a bit weird. They uh, under some of the ice where they eventually found a staircase. So I don't know if you guys will know about that at the minute, but if you do, now, now you do if you didn't, but <laughs> there was found a stone staircase, well, sandstone staircase. A, a staircase under the ice? Yeah. I mean, but, I've heard some weird stuff, but that's... But that's, that's not something. weird. That's oh, not yeah. weird. Because we didn't see... Uh, me and the two, my two crew members who came with me, we didn't see that because we didn't go to it. But we did see the guy who brought back a sample of the ice. And you could see... And we watched him do it because he wanted a bit of a helping hand and everyone else was preoccupied. And he looked through the ice and it was, it was clear. And then he smashed into the ice and a bit of mud came, came out of it in the middle of the ice. Yet, from what we could see, there was no mud in it. But he smashed into it and a bit of mud came out of it. You said mud? Yes, mud. Is the ice still, the sample still around here? No, that's back at, I'm assuming it will be back at the uh, Henderson station. Was, was so, Dr. Cord around when this happened? Uh, no, he was with, uh, I'm pretty sure he was with the group who went down the sandstone staircase. I'm not 100% sure. So you had no contact with Do him. you happen to recall the color of the mud? Uh, yeah, it, looked, it just looked like standard, your standard mud. It was wet as well, which it was in the ice, so you know. But, wet mud. But did it have to thaw before it became like texture wet or did it was it immediately sloppy when it the ice was broken sloppy. immediately sloppy which obviously was unusual but uh, the the doctor who was looking at it he literally just went uh i'm gonna have to when i have a second he, he just went i'm gonna have to do more i'm gonna have to look into this more but uh yeah by the time he probably had a chance to look into it we'd already set off back that gentleman's not here anymore. He's on, not on this boat. As far as I know, he he was one of the Henderson Station crew members, so he was one of the doctors at the Henderson Station. So he's uh, possibly still there. He should be. Okay. Should be still there. Now, when you say doctor, do you mean like a PhD or an MD? A uh, PhD, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, PhD. We didn't really. I didn't really talk to him that much, but uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind if we could go get this, uh, these samples done, so then I can come back to the bridge. Uh, yes, of course. Well, we will go to Dr. Z's room and knock. Well, he has all the equipment, so he could help us better, yes. Yeah, and he's the actual doctor. Very true. Okay. So I have some training. You guys will head back there, but what, what I'll do is I'll see what Hawkins is up to before I go to you for. 
Well, I see you're back with me. I've got a cup full of liquor, and I'm heading to talk to... I'd like to go up to the top deck. Okay. And I'm looking for Worthington. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can see him instantly. He's literally still in the same place, sat on the chair. The Carlisles are to the side of him, but he's kind of not actually talking to them. The Carlisles are talking to Patrick, but he's kind of just sat there holding his head because he, he, he clearly has a headache of some sort. I'm just at the top of the I'm top of the steps just before getting up. So he can see me and I can see him. Yeah, if you can, if you can get his attention, you should be able to see me. Um, hold on. Look, I'm going to... Yeah, he, he, he'll see you. Good deal. So I'm going to wave him over. Yeah, you, you, you just hear him go, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Olivia, Robert, and Patrick, I'm going to have to uh, step away for a second. You, you, you know that he only goes posh when he's trying to slip away from... He only ever tries to talk posh when he's trying to slip away. And he comes over to you and he's like, what do you want? So, uh, you want a little nip of this? Take the edge off that headache this morning. Uh, yeah, why not? There you go. Give him a little sip of that just to kind of take that edge off, a little hair of the dog. Uh, yeah, he takes a sip. Yeah, Leroy's okay. a wreck right now, but... Uh, Damn. So, yeah. Anyway, uh... So what's the word up here, man? What's the uh, what's the skinny that they're not telling us? Because they kind of cut us off early and basically told us, go to your room. Honestly, my head has hurt so much, but I haven't really been paying attention. But uh, yeah, you know me, I only pay attention if it's to do with alcohol and stuff like that. But, you know. Right, right, right. Okay, that's cool. Uh, however, I did get a little bit of what they were talking about. Um, so uh, they... They were just talking about, uh, they were talking about those blackouts on the other two ships, and they were talking about the instance last night. They weren't going into specifics, well, as far as I'm aware, I wasn't really paying attention. Right, right. Pretty much, they were just going into a more extensive talk about what they were talking to everyone this morning. So. Oh, good deal, man. I'll leave you with it. I got some, um, I'm sure you got a medical bay here that has aspirin or whatever for that headache, but also water. Jam down tons of water, it'll clear that shit right up. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to. I uh, he, he kind of walk. He he starts to walk down because he's just gonna go to his room. Oh, um, that's good. I go down. I walk back down too because I'm gonna head to the room, right next to, mine and Leroy's, on the far side, and knock and uh, finally talk to Doctor Kim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. We'll we'll do this now. Um. Yeah. You knock and you get an answer. So, um, uh, it's, it's you kind of looks to the side a little bit, kind of away. Yeah, this isn't really a social call. Um, I saw you took the samples. Have you already, have, were you already running those in there or how long does that take? Yeah, I'm I, not, I haven't. I'm not saying you're bad at your job or taking a long time or whatever. I'm just asking in general. I haven't, how long I haven't done it yet. I'm just... I'm uh, also working on my uh, latest book as well, so. Oh. 
funny that you would put something with chapters in it, being as you cut ours short so quickly. <laughs> she kind of just like, um, well, things happen in life. And have you ever moved on, Hawkins? I have. I've moved on. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Matter of fact, I'm sleeping with Leroy now, right next to you. Isn't that great? Not in the same bed, but we're sleeping at the same place. So yeah, really moved up. Really, um, really moved up. I see you're still friends with Leroy. Oh, how can you not? He's a great guy. The, uh, yeah, but he's he's a bit reckless sometimes, isn't he? I saw you and Wu. What's up with that? No, we we're just friends. He's uh. He helped me out in a rough patch. Hmm. He's a good listener. Well, he's a psychologist after all. So. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great guy. So, um, no mud samples, huh? That's tough. That's tough. No, we well, I'm going to start on them in a little while. Well, we've got three days for me to look at them. So. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, not to be weird, but, uh, you know, Knock on the wall if you want to holla. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. She kind of. Yeah. She kind of just, I don't want to make it weird. A little bit. I don't want to make it weird. So. She kind of blushes a little bit, then kind of just goes, uh, well, goodbye, Hawkins. I'm going. I'm going. All right. All right. And I'm going to walk back into our room and okay. face the mess that is in there. Okay. So, I will go to be before that now that you've gone back into the room. So, uh, Dr. Z, David, uh, Johansson, and Napier walk into your room. Ha! Dr. Z, that's three in a row you've won. Well, lucky Greek. I used to, I used to play a lot in uh, medical school. Ah, okay, I bet. Ah. What sort of card game are you playing? Uh, Yin Rami. I'm Yin sorry. Rami. Sadly, I have a Nordic accent, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. It's probably better than mine. Um, uh, do you happen to have any of your drink? I really enjoy that. The uh, Uzo, of course. That I can Uzo, yeah, Uzo. Some people find it is um, uh, if they don't like licorice, then they don't usually like it. But uh, I am a big fan. You don't well, get not, much licorice in Norway. Norway. Well, I, I think your uh, aquavit has a little bit of that. Not as not as not as licoricey, but it's got some licorice flavor to it. Yeah. Right there with absinthe. Yes, like absinthe. I have heard of this. Absinthe. Yes, I think they call it the, the the green dreams or something like that. The green fairy, I believe. Uh, anyway, uh, I have brought, as you can see, Captain Hansen here. He has uh, uh, agreed to allow us to take some blood and a few other samples. Uh, Excellent. Given that he is the only, okay, given that all these anomalous things seem to be occurring within specific clusters of people, for instance, 
he was one of the helicopter pilots and is now the only one who has not committed suicide. Uh, and we have samples from the dead two crewmen. I would like to take similar samples from him, to which, as I say, he has consented, so that we can examine them for any sort of uh, microbial contamination or anything else that might uh, indicate what is wrong, uh, something that they may have picked up uh, from Henderson Station or from the Antarctica when they were there. Boy, that was a long sentence, wasn't it? <laughs> well, no, that's exactly what we need. It does seem like the one commonality is that they've all been to Antarctica, specifically Henderson Station, yeah. correct? Yes, that might be the epicenter of yeah. the problem. Question for the keeper. Uh, is there a laptop computer console station in our quarters? Uh, yeah, all of them have like a desk with like a laptop and well, a computer and stuff. Well, while they were just saying that, I spin on over and I try to log in to my security uh, account and start running a report on just who on board this ship has been to Antarctica before, perhaps maybe their dossier, their past missions? Uh, yeah, um, as you're doing it, I can, just, I, can, I can give you that you have access instantly to records. All, the, all of Hansen's crew have been on this ship before that's been to Antarctica, but only Hansen and the two deceased helicopter pilots from Hansen's crew have actually stepped uh, been into Antarctica, so gone further in. So Henderson Station. Okay, I relay that to to uh, Doctor Johansson and and uh, Doctor Z and Napier. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Doctor Z and Johansson, are you going to take uh, his uh, blood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You, I'll, I'll well, say we you can't can. actually uh, we can't actually drill in and take a brain sample like we did with the other two. But <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just say, you know, look in his pupils, do some pupil size opening and closing exam, yeah. which I can't think of the proper term for. Take some blood and urine sample, and if he uh, doesn't fight us, we'll take a stool sample and. Yeah, he, he seems very forthcoming, so I'd say you take the next however long and you take get all these samples. He he's very forthcoming. He's he's like a different person from last night. Like he's a luxurious and he's just getting on with it. Well All right. We shall see what this comes up with. Hopefully we can identify if there is a problem. Okay. Uh, Hansen will then just go off once you've taken all the samples, he'll just disappear. Okay. Uh, so, my next qu my next question is, uh, I kind of, well, I think, I just kind of want to know what you guys want to do over the next three days, because I kind of then want to maybe skip ahead to... Okay. I thought that we were supposed to get some sort of instructions. Uh, yeah, you will have all gotten instructions, and they'll pretty much be the exact same as what Jorgen got. So, even oh. though they said you all have separate instructions. All right. It's all pretty much 
get prepared, get ready, and all that. Yeah, I can't think of anything. It basically said, be competent and do your work. <laughs> what, uh, what do we find in the next three days with our samples? Anything unusual? Okay, um, so what you do find over the next three days in your samples is, obviously it takes a while to start off with everything looks normal, but I'd say you do a get, because you, you would do a thorough search, so you look back and back. And you do see this weird, like, in the blood, it's almost like a, a muddy texture in the blood. That's, where, the more you look in, it's almost like, mud particles that you'd see in mud in the blood mud in the blood yeah mud in the blood we call it muddy blood bloody muddy okay this is insane uh we shall oh, hopefully they have better um facilities in at henderson station now is henderson station at the south pole or is uh, that where it, we're landing You'll be landing, you'll be coming to McMurdo Station, which is a real station in real life. Right. Uh, and then you'll get helicopters almost central. Antarctic, oh. well, it's not proper central, but it's, but you get helicopters over there, as long as the weather's okay when you get there. All right. Uh, well, yes, I don't think that we have anything special to do over the next three days. Yeah, I just want to, Hawkins, would you want to do anything over the next three days? Or would you just uh, continue looking after Leroy? And that's to, uh, I'm going to leave that to chance. Let me, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll come I, back. I to do you. have something to throw in in just a moment. I guess. Uh, Napier, would you have done anything over the next three days or would you have stuck with Johansson? Just uh, stuck with Johansson and looked over information. Okay. And so, Palmer, you. Palmer, uh, everyone. You, oh, sorry, Palmer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my focus is uh, just basically shadow assisting Doctor Z if he needs any assistance. Trying to learn a little bit of his, uh, you know, how to how to be a I don't know maybe a field nurse or medic. I've only trained a little bit in that. I, I love instructing and teaching. So anything, you probably ask me, how long, how do you tell when somebody has been dead for how long based on the lividity of their blood and the, their rigor mortis? And I probably have all that information. Wonderful. We have long and interesting medical talks. Yeah. I've definitely been around dead people in, in some of what I've experienced in the past. And of course, I also try to beat Dr. Z eventually in Jinrani. That's my alternate goal. After about 700 hands, uh, you won about 250 of them, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a I would just like to mention that uh, before we brought the captain down, he informed Dr. Napier and I that uh, while he was at Henderson Station, one of the uh, professors or PhDs there, he doesn't remember who, had a sample of the ice from uh, 
from Henderson Station, which seems to be the nexus of the strangeness, as far as I can tell. And it was a clear, nice, transparent block of ice. And he smashed it open. And as soon as it smashed open, there was, instead of simply clear ice, in the center of it, there was a mass of mud. And it was not frozen. It was already liquid, squishy, when it emerged from the broken open ice. So... It appears very similar I to don't know what he would have on his shoes. One mystery leads to another. But Court was not there. He went uh, down the so-called staircase there, so he was not in contact with it, unless under, uh, you know, down the staircase there was this muddy textured ice as well. We will have to see it to believe it. I just want to speak to that doctor when we get there. Indeed. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, it's just a quick... Uh, do you want to discuss it now, or do you want... Nope. Okay, cool, cool. Well, oh, <laughs> I, I finally got there after a little while. I, had a few I wonder what happened. <laughs> Dr. Hawkins, you look like you might eventually want to discuss something, but... No. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I just got my stuff together and uh, cool. You know, we're ready to do some science. We're ready to do so, some sciencing. So uh, I'm going to skip to about half an hour before you actually reach McMurdo Station. So it's so it's been a long three days. I would say you might have all talked to a few of your expedition crew members just about what's going on, but I wouldn't say it's anything. Proper. I think you just talk about what you might do when you get there and all that stuff. Just work stuff, basically. But yeah, so we're half an hour away from there and you're all on the main deck and you've just got the Carlisles and Worthington uh, stood up there and um, Robert Carlisle just speaks out and goes, well, uh, we're getting very close to McMurdo Station and... Um, when we get there, uh, we will be split off pretty much instantly into groups to go on the helicopters. Uh, the pilots, the pilots will be uh, Jonesy Marsh, uh, Emma Smiley, uh, John Hansen. The captain's going to be a pilot as well. Also, uh, Doug Jones, who's one of the security, will also be on one of the helicopters as well. And Emma Smiley and Jonesy, if you don't know, they have they are Hansen's crew. They're like his uh, top dogs, if you get what I mean by that. So um, uh, then he just goes. Then he just basically just goes. Uh, just remember, uh, stick together. When we get there, we'll sort out where everyone will need to be the correct stations. I will just say all the living quarters, you'll be bunking, they're bunk beds. It's just how it is. So I do apologize that you won't get luxuries at Henderson Station. Better. I don't imagine any of us were expecting that. Uh, Keeper, I did forget one thing, if I may, please, and I would yeah. have suggested this or, or mentioned this also to you, Dr. Z. Uh, as we were uh, 
take examples from the captain and sort of just in general, I would like to try a psychology check on him to see if he seems in any way erratic or peculiar in any particular way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can do And that. I'm not certain, by the way, that I want to be one of his passengers on his helicopter. Okay. So um, may I roll? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. I will say the past three days he's been completely sober, uh, so. Well, that's good. I, I uh, got a uh, an extreme pass. Okay. Um... Again, the, I think the only different behavior you would have noticed in all of you is the fact that he obviously was a lot curious. He was a lot calmer. He didn't even wince when you took any samples. He was very forthcoming. And obviously, compared to the behavior you saw with his uh, drunkenness and all that, you'd, you, it's definitely a bit peculiar that he just suddenly went sober when he seemed like an alcoholic. Right. But yeah. So any questions to uh, Robert Carlyle? Any of you got any questions to him? Not really. I want to mm. see this. Okay. Fair point. Okay. So, um, yeah, you'll reach McMurdo Station. It's quite a big station. Um, and there's a lot of people going back and forth. Uh, some military men as well. A lot of workers just going back and forth. You all get off the ship. You, uh, All the cargo will, over the next couple of hours, the cargo will be uh, taken off, put onto one of the cargo helicopters. And uh, you're all split off. Um, I would say all, all of you would be riding with uh, Emma Smiley. You'll be, you've been assigned to her helicopter. And uh, yeah, so it'd be U6 and... Uh, give me a second. Worthington and... Dr. Lee, who are on that helicopter. Because you're on one of the cargo helicopters, so it's quite big. So. Um, and then the other crew members are on different, the smaller helicopters and the other cargo helicopters. So, um, so yeah, you, you are on the helicopters. It, it takes a while. And then eventually you reach Henderson Station. And it's, it's quite big. So obviously you guys come in the helipad and all the like little gaps are obviously doorways, obviously they're actually closed. It's not the best map in the world, but you know. Um, so yeah, you've got the helipads, you'll all have uh, gone that way, come down and yeah, so you'll all be led in. You are all greeted by, um, I, I'll just stop sharing that for now. You are all greeted by um, Mac, who is the, the, he's kind of the guy who is looking after the station. He's like, ah, finally, you're all here. Good to see you all. 
you guys are the first lot to arrive. The other helicopters haven't arrived yet. Uh, but we can see them in the distance. They won't be too long. Um, so, yeah, let me just uh, take you to the uh, sleeping quarters. Um, and then uh, you can drop off your actual things there. Uh, you better drop off your things there, and um, yeah, then just take a look around the station. Get just get used to it. You're going to be here for a little while. Um, if you could uh, keep an eye out, I there are a couple of other crew members somewhere. I don't know where they are. It's kind of a big place here. So, do, do we have assigned quarters? Uh, yeah, you will be, I think, is there, no, yeah, you you will all be in the bigger block of sleeping quarters. There's a bigger block, there's a smaller one, and then there's a big block. You guys will be in the bigger block of sleeping quarters. Right, right beneath storage and medical clinic. Yeah, and the, yeah, that big block. Well, that's a handy place to be. Okay, so that Back big one there. The big one. The smaller one is probably where the uh, heads will probably be. So we have heads. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk to them? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> Talking heads. Now the uh, the la the ladies will probably might probably be in the same sleeping quarters as you guys. Just uh. Heads up. Yeah. We are all grown-ups and <laughs> professional scientists and such. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you all get there, and I would say over the next, like, half hour, everyone's got there. And, um, yeah, so while you guys have been there, Mac has obviously shown you all where the service hatches are. They are marked. They just go underneath the station and... You can follow them along, and they have wires that connect to different areas and stuff. So if any maintenance needs to go, you go into the service hatch. I think there are three altogether. And um, yeah, so I'd say you've all you all kind of had have ha, have had a look around the station, just a quick glance. So um, when everyone is there, you are all taken to the mess hall and uh, yeah so that's where the carlisles and that are now and robert just is in there and he's like so um i hope everyone's kind of got had at least a little look around this place um so for the medical personnel and research so and uh, the researchers, so I'd say Dr. Z and uh, Jorgen, um, the medical clinic and the research bed is probably where you'll be based for this expedition. Yes, I would think so. Um, every, pretty much everyone else will be in the research and tech lab and the other tech and the other lab. Lab two is basically just a backup lab and any other samples that you need. Obviously, the computer lab is in there as well and any specimens that you need to keep cool or anything, there is a specimen and uh, contain storage for that kind of stuff. But that's near lab two. Uh, the, for the mechanics, uh, there's a vehicle and mechanical equipment storage outside which you can use. 
Uh, we've got an onside library. There's kennels, as we do have a couple of dogs here. And um, obviously use all the storage. That's where most of stuff will be in. So just uh, keep an eye out. Um, the comms, there is a comms station. So if you need to uh, get in contact with McMurdo Station or any of the other stations, or we'll have walkie-talkies between everyone. So comms station is where you need for that. And yeah, I would say that's pretty much everything. Just over the next few days, we're going to uh, we'll get to know this place and we'll go check out where this anomaly is in the ice. And yeah, did did uh, we bring Doctor Court's rotting corpse? Um, I'd say I'd say if you if you wanted to, then. I mean, that wouldn't be my call, but just it might be handy to... I, I think that, uh, well, did we or did we dump it in the ocean? That That's your call, to be honest, because obviously you kept it in the... I, I know we had discussed it. We turned his room into a freezer. Yeah. So that is your call that's if you true. wanted to have dumped him or put him somewhere for containment or bring him along for food. Well, we took samples of everything. Yeah, I was going yeah. to say, we do have the samples. I, uh, I don't think that it would be, even with the, even with the room at the lower temperature, it would still be a health hazard. So. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say is that all of the, um, all the equipment in this station is very high tech. It's uh, all Pira Industries tech, so it's very like ah. up to date high tech. And when we arrive, does the base look well capped and like these people are on the ball, or does it look like the crew's more lackadaisical and? Yeah, it looks. Uh, it looks well kept. Um, and uh, one thing that I forgot to mention when Mac would tell you is he did mention that a few, obviously there was two, he said there might be a couple of crew members wandering around from his crew, but he did say there were a few of the uh, scientists and doctors from this station there already out there. Well, but he hasn't seen, but he hasn't seen them in a couple of days, but they do spend a few days out there in, their, in another specialized area, so. Specialized area in the base or specialized area? Uh, it, what they, they set it up near the anomaly. It's what I should have told you when Mac first spoke to you, but I just forgot. Okay. Yeah, they set up like a like a container which is suitable for them to stay in. All right. Well, let's make ourselves at home. I'll go over the lab and see if I know what everything is. Oh, well, look, they have tongue depressors made out of popsicle sticks. <laughs> uh, which, which lab I may as well tag along. Which lab are you going to, Dr. Z? The medical, the medical bay. The, the medical clinic. Okay. Um, can you, uh, before I come, I, so is it just you and Johansson who are going? Or Palmer, will you tag along as well? You're going oh, you're to come with us, David? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, 
just want to know where everyone's going. So, Napier, will you tag along with them or will you go somewhere else? I'm going somewhere else. Okay. Uh, um, you said that there was samples. I want to look for the sample of the that mud that was in the ice. I would assume um, that's in lab two if they have it. Uh, yeah, it'd be probably, it would, as far as you're aware, it'd probably be kept in the specimen. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go over there and see if I can, you know, find anything. Um, just look through the sample, see if anything kind of sticks out to me. Okay, um, Hawkins, uh, what are you going to? Where are you going to go? They have a uh, do they have a library or some kind of? Uh, 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 yeah, there is a there is a library. It's near the kennels and and the second break room at the bottom. Break room, map. dogs and books. That's what I'm all about. So I'm gonna go there. <laughs> And, okay. and just start kind of thumbing through and getting caught up on uh, on what they've found so far okay. uh, in regard to the uh, things outside. Because I'm sure they're keeping journals, notes, etc. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll, st- I'll go with a big group. I'll go with Dr. Z, Johansson, and Palmer as they'll reach there every first. So, yeah. And just, just to throw it in there, Dr. Napier will know that uh, all of those samples did, in fact, go through cryo storage. So, yeah. Um, Corpse and say, mud and everything. Can yeah, the sure. three of you do a spot hidden if you enter the medical? Oh, three. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I will submit to the old. That's a, for the wolves right now. That I do believe that is a spectral analysis, uh, uh, semi, hemi, demi, quaver, uh, uh, scalpel over there. Yes. So looks like this <laughs> with a with a cherry handle. <laughs> so one thing, you, you, who did uh, Johansson and Palmer? Did you pass or failed? I failed. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Dr. C might fill you in if he wants to, who knows. <laughs> so, Dr. C, one thing you notice is straight away, like, everything looks kind of tidy and well-kept, except from the operating table, which is kind of in the middle of the room. It's kind of slightly moved and looks like it's been used at least within the last few weeks. Is it clean? It's it's relatively clean. There are like a few spots of old, like dried blood on there, so it definitely looks like it's been used for something with blood well, in. Certainly not sanitary. It's not up to standards. Uh, do I have any assistance in the medical bay, nurses or? Um, you will have, as as you say, that a, a crew member, one of the other crew members who was wandering around, comes in. She's quite a she's quite a young woman. Her name's Nancy, and she just walks in. Nurse Nancy. Yes, Nurse Nancy. This sounds like the beginning of a pornography. <laughs> 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 All right, is she naughty, Nurse Nancy? Uh, uh, Nancy looks. She, She's well dressed. Hello, are you a, the uh, assistant medical staff? Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Doctor uh, Doctor Galanis, uh, you may call me Doctor Z. Everybody else seems to call me that. Um, these uh, this equipment here has not exactly been sanitized. When was the last time it was used? 
Uh, I would say when the surveyor group were here last, so just but, but to be honest, we've been trying to clean up a lot around here. Well, let's, just been... let's see if we can get this now that I'm here. Let's get this place up to a uh, uh, tip top condition. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's just good to see an actual doctor here because uh, uh, the last one, uh, yeah, well, I'm not I don't want to go into it. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I think, why don't we do that anyway? That sounds like it's the thing you don't want to talk about. Seems like it might be very important. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's nothing. I, do, I don't want to talk about it, to be honest. I don't want to remember it. So uh, can we just uh, get to cleaning, please? Let's get the, uh, yes, the alcohol and the sanitization stuff and uh, clean everything. Okay. Who who is your cleaning staff for the well, medical bay? That would be it. It'd be me. I do all the cleaning here. Yeah. But me, me, Mac, and Michelle have kind of just been uh, trying to clean everywhere because the doc, the other doctors have kind of just been spending a lot more time out near the um, near the uh, anomaly or. Well, let's, uh, let's replace all of the uh, the germ guards and make sure that uh, everything is clean. Uh, even if they were recently replaced, we want to do them again so that I know that everything is fresh and where all the and where all the supplies are. So I'm going through cabinets to make sure I know where everything is. So. Yeah, yeah, you you you'll know where like all the bandages are, all the like equipment that you need. There's yeah. a, there's a quick, there's all your equipment that you need, Johansson. There's obviously microscopes and all that stuff in here. Oh, everything that you think you'll need is in here. They have a nice big jar full of leeches. How lovely! <laughs> ah, excellent. Do they have a tub of maggots as well for eating dead flesh? Uh, not as far, not as far as you can tell. There's no maggots. It's actually very effective, you know. Well, rather disgusting, but is is there a place to? Do check? they happen to have? Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, is there a place to check? Do, do they have? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> David, um, is there a place to check the base's security logs? Maybe to find out a little bit more about what happened maybe perhaps transpired in this medical bay or anything um, up to it if i look back over the past few weeks anything so. would probably be kept in the comm station because that's where the security will probably be most of the time or in the library is where they'd keep their logs and stuff yeah we have computers uh they have computers but they also keep paper copies of everything Keep paper copies and digital copies. But but all of the trees on the planet were destroyed in 2021. <laughs> how how do they have paper? <laughs> when when Trump destroyed the entire ecosystem of the planet. <laughs> well, well, it is it is paper made of plastic. Ah, plastic paper. Yes, plastic paper. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right up until all the dinosaur fuel disappears and we have no more dino we have no more plastic. Uh, so well, yeah, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing. Yeah, Hanson, what did you want to ask? You were in the middle of saying something as well. Oh, it was nowhere near as important as Mr. Palmer's question, really. I was just making sure they had a good supply of 
sample containers because I only, I mean, my kit can only hold a couple of dozen and I probably going to take, want to take many, many samples of many substances. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of containers, sample containers and stuff like that. All right. And the microscope station and all that seems to be in order and have yep. all that sort of stuff I would want. Yeah, everything that you everything you need is there pretty much. Even some like high tech stuff. Very good. Well. Oh, like they've got the uh, skin graft machine that they've been using in the medical lab as well. So. Ah. Okay. Well, that's very curious to me. I would like to. I would definitely <laughs> want to play around with that. Now, question for the GM. I missed. I was taking notes. Did uh, you said there was some sort of a Quonset hut or something over covering the uh, opening to the anomaly, and many people are um, staying in that? Is that? Did I hear that correctly? It's not covering. It's beside. They've kind of made like a contain a contain. Beside. Almost. It's just beside it. And there are people staying in there. Yeah. Well, that's where most of the scientists and other personnel will go. Um, so, I don't know. I'm going to go to... We'll go with Hawkins first. But one thing Hawkins and Napier, you will notice. It's actually walking along, you will have noticed that all the security have kind of are like actually doing their job by how there's patrols going along and... Nothing like there was on the boat. Yeah. Not like they're on the boat. They're okay. actually, yeah, on the when they were after the incident on the boat, they were they're on proper patrols. They're actually being a security team now. Gotcha. So Hawkins, you reach the library, and uh, do you want to do you want to do like a library system there? Yeah, that would that's probably the pretty much <laughs> it's the best one for it. Yeah. Seventeen on fifty, so that's a hard success. Library. Okay. Exploration note by Emma Watkins. Today I went with a small team to the anomaly, where we managed to dig through into a sandstone staircase leading down into some sort of entranceway. On the team was Dr. Javier Colon, our head researcher at the Henderson base. Mark Wright, our head of security, Wesley Hall, our archaeological expert, Dallas, who was our guide and demolition expert, and the members of that surveyor group who have joined us before that big expedition group joins us in a few weeks or so. Everyone except Javier and Mark went down the staircase. Everything seemed normal until we found a body. The body was only about two days old, which, considering we only just dug down there, didn't make sense. Until we can conduct an autopsy, we won't know the full details. After we found the body, we went back up the staircase, body bagged the body, and took it back to the base. I will perform an autopsy in the next few days. Okay. There we go. So you find that one. I should have probably, some of that grammar got me. <laughs> that was not the best. Um, and... You also find this as well. Incident report by Mark Wright. This occurred five days after the discovery of the sandstone staircase. Persons involved, Dr. Emma Watkins, 
Dallas, and unknown male. Location, medical clinic. Incident details. Emma Watkins performed a closed autopsy on the unknown male. With the assistance of Dallas, with the rest of us watching via two-way glass. The autopsy went fine up until about 20 minutes in when the unknown male suddenly sat up, grabbed hold of Emma, and kissed her. Then the unknown went back into its original position. We tried to get into the room, but something was blocking us from entering. What occurred next was Dallas trying to restrain Emma, who was now in a panicked state. She then slit Dallas's throat with a scalpel, stuffed an eyeball from the unknown into his throat, then gouged out her own eyes. Then her stomach just exploded. Then the door just opened. Witnesses, everyone on base. Yeah, that's all, that's all you find in there. Maybe you might want to do a sanity roll after reading that. 66. 155, that's a fail. Uh, do, a, do a D6 for me, please. have to go to my D6 cage over here and get a D6. <laughs> Four. Okay, yeah, just have four. Three, four. Okay. Yeah, that's all you find in the library. There does seem to be like there were some of the pa some paper reports seem to have been um, moved because there seems to be like a little bit of dust, a uh, few areas where there's no dust and stuff. So, and so there might be more documents scattered around somewhere. And those are the dangers of reading is a four sanity loss. <laughs> so. so I'm after you've just read them, I'm gonna go to Napier and his So Napier, you you reach you reach uh, lab two and it's kinda easy. You get to the uh, you get to the specimen storage area. And yeah, all the samples that Johansson and Dr. Z would have taken, they're already in there labeled and everything. There's a lot of samples in here. There's blood samples and tissue samples from of other things. Some of them are literally uh, labeled uh, John Doe and stuff like that. And you do find one that is labeled uh, mud from in the ice. And it just... It's like in a little tube, and it literally just looks like normal mud to you. Is there anything else you want to specifically look for or try to do? Um, no, I mean, I'm just looking for the mud to uh, match it up with what Jorgen had on Dr. Gord. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, obviously, you'll be able to find his dirt, and you'll be able to find their dirt. Um, I don't even know what, what role that would be. What role would it be? Um, hmm. I have not a clue what kind of role that would be. Just do a role. What's do he a, looking for? Uh, he's comparing the two samples, mud samples. Spot hidden? Yeah. Do a spot hidden. Yep, that was uh, a 90. <clears throat> And, and nah, it, it looks right. 
Yeah, as far as you're aware, it's the same. It looks perfectly fine to you. No, I'll, you know, if it's in a little tube or something, I'll just take it and take it back to York. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> um, can you can you do another spot hidden though? If you're going to exit the lesson, can you do another spot hidden for me? Like that one I passed for the 59. Okay, cool. So, there's a whiteboard at the other end, nearer to the door. There's a whiteboard. And whiteboard? I, yeah, there's a whiteboard, and it's got a few things written on it. Hero saw and loser up pain. Zapped. It's Dead. neat. It's De- zapped need hazard youth arrow tent with a hero in the H circled and Z circled and zapped. So, is there anything? Are you just going to head straight back to Johansson and Dr. Z? Or are you going to? Yeah. I'm going to just take those samples back. Not okay. Uh, yeah, you, you're kind of. Uh, Actually, Wex, uh, obviously, you're still seeing the security. There's, a, there's a, just a couple in this area looking around. They're kind of watching you slowly as you're going back towards where you need to be. Well, where you're going back towards Johansson and Dr. Z. And Palmer. Uh, Hawkins, uh, what will you do after the library? Cause I'll just... I... You know, actually, I think I'm just going to go back to my bunk and uh, think about what I read because that was that was pretty impactful. Uh, yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, you'll go back to your bunk. So then I'll go back to Doctor Z, Johansson, Palmer, and Napier will have got there by now because it's not like too long. Well, once uh, once we've got everything clean. Then we should start a research train, see what we can find out what's causing these problems with people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what are you going to like look at each of the samples, look at any research notes? Well, I'm going to look at the backlogs of medical things okay. that are going on just in case the previous doctor knew something. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do like? Do you want to do a spot hidden if you're doing like that? Sure. Oh, what is my? Where's my? Oh, right in front of me. Wait. Where is it? Uh, let's see. Spot hidden. Uh, I passed by one point. I got fifty-four out of fifty-five. Okay. Um yeah, you only you only find one thing. It seemed like you did you did find like a bit of paper that had other than this one thing that I'm going to get up in a minute. You did find a bit of paper that says autopsy report, but then nothing seems to be on it and there seems to be a lot of dried blood on the autopsy report paper that you do find looking through well, can I look through the computer? Um, computer. Yeah, on on the computer again. So I'll use I'll just cross reference both. So on the you literally just find a document that's titled autopsy report, but nothing's filled in. So it's like they're about to start. They were 
they set it up, but they never actually started it properly. All right. Um, is there anything before that about who they were doing the autopsy on or if anybody had any weird medical problems? Uh, yeah, I think you would have, before I just get the thing, I think you would have, uh, what you would have seen on there is like all notes of like John Doe brought into this John Doe, John Doe. in here and this makes we are sense. going to do an autopsy on them and stuff mm. like that. You'd have found stuff about the uh, them going down into the stone, stone, sandstone staircase and stuff like that. You may have also stumbled across the incident report, the online version of the incident report that Hawkins read. My God. This is insane. And I, I relate it all to Dr. Johansson yeah. and, uh, and David. Holy dritz. Uh, I will take a cotton swab and put it in some a little bit of distilled water and uh, dab it on the blood from the autopsy report sheet and uh, analyze it. Yeah, um, yeah. If you did read that out to everyone, can you all do a sanity roll <laughs> for reading? <that? laughs> uh, I would say Napier, you won't because you wouldn't have. You would. You'll be about to get there. So they. I passed. Okay, you pass. Just take, just take one if you pass. Fail. You pass. Uh, Fail. I did the opposite of passing. <laughs> uh, D six if you failed. All right, three. Holy shit! <laughs> I lose two. Okay. Research log, Doctor Javier Colon. Analysis of ice from near the anomaly day one. Sample of ice from around the anomaly. From uh, further inspection of the ice uh, that we obtained from around the anomaly, I can safely say that it appears to be normal ice. However, what was interesting was that inside the ice there was mud, a proper sample of wet mud. This wouldn't have been as interesting if I could safely say that I could see the mud through the ice, but I could I couldn't see the mud until I broke into the ice. Another question I must consider is why was there mud in the ice and why would I see it? Why wouldn't, why couldn't I see it through the ice? Uh, there's a mud sample from closer analysis of the mud. I can assume that this mud could be local to a country that has a lot of rain, but then how could mud from another country end up inside my sample of ice? It doesn't seem plausible. I will have to analyze it further. Um, that's that's fine. <laughs> Is there any further analysis? The... Uh, no, it, uh, that seems to be it. And even if you search up uh, Dr. Colon's uh, stuff, that's the re most recent thing that he typed up. Is Dr. Colon still here? Uh, he's, as, if he is still here, he'll be, as far as you're aware, he'd be at the, uh... At the other side. Yeah. Right. By the way, Napier would have walked in by now. Would have just come in by now. Branson, Dr. Z, I have found the mud sample Hello, here. Hello, yeah, good. Ah, uh, yeah. Then we can, uh... Ah, excellent. Match, see if we can match Dr. Court. I fill him in on the very strange things that have been going on here. Um, can I have a sanity roll? <laughs> 
man. <laughs> you thought you could get by without the Senate. Uh, let's see. Eight. There we go. I passed. Just, just take, just take one. <laughs> so yeah, here, here's the mud sample. Go ahead and analyze it against Doctor Quartz. I did the best I could, but I didn't have the proper equipment. Uh, well, I will do so. It was labeled well, mud after I checked. So I after I analyzed the blood. Okay. Um, so, if you're going to analyze the blood and the mud, can you uh, do a spot hidden for me? Well, do two. Right. Do, one, could do I, one for the blood and then one could, for. Could I? Could I perhaps do biology? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do biology. Yeah, that's that's fine. Somehow I managed to fail. Well, that's just on the mud, on the blood. So I want another one. For yeah. The blood. The well, fine. the blood was the one I was hoping to pass. <laughs> but I'll look at the mud as well. Uh, uh, that fails pretty much anything I could have been rolling against. You're baffled by it. <laughs> I am indeed. So shocking to you. Why don't you let me have a look at it? <laughs> Another medical. Please act. do. <laughs> so I will look at the blood with my medical knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I got a fucking double zero. <laughs> I, uh. Is it red? I believe that it is red. It is red blood. Let me let me look at the mud. And I got a seventy. I don't know what I'd be rolling on that. If that was spot hidden, I also failed that. Yep, I'm completely baffled. Apparently, it's mud and blood. Sounds you like both. <laughs> you both probably like get so baffled. Get your wits together and try again later. It's like a video game. Mud and blood. Could, could I take a look? Yeah, why don't you let that, Dr. Palmer? I've been teaching you all yeah. about medical stuff. What do you say? Dr. Palmer. five in science here. Maybe you'll see something. Or, or a spot hidden, I don't know. Well, for the blood, you could do a medicine or first. Uh, no, I, I fail with a 51. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let Mr. Curtis uh, do his Indiana Jones thing on the blood. No. Well, so, as far as I can tell, it all seems normal. We'll, we'll look at it again later. Um, well, uh, that, uh, we, we can end it there if you want. We can end it there. All right. <laughs> Our players included Josh Byron, Michael Ray, Stuart Lipley, uh, Cthulhu Bob and myself with Josh Harwood as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. 
This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.